episode number 14. We're back with another edition of the Coach K Football Show. I'm your host, Coach K. Excited to bring you another preview. This week, we're going to be talking about the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll see if they can improve. See if they can do something different for a change. They haven't done anything different in a long time. We are on every single podcast network there is out there. Make sure you add us on Google, iTunes, Stitcher. Leave us a review, Coach K Football Show at coach at gmail.com. That's Coach K Football Show at gmail.com. Make sure you share us with our friend as well. We'd love to give you your tips for fantasy football coming up, all of your picks for the season. You can find that right here on the Coach K Football Show. Let's jump right into it. All right, it's trivia time. We give a trivia question at the end of each episode. So go back to the last episode at the very end and we ask a trivia question. All answers are submitted to CoachKFootballShow at gmail.com. And the answer to the last episode's trivia question is Vince Lombardi. All right, folks, this is going to be a fun one. We're going to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals, the 2017 Bengals, who went seven and nine. I mean, they're, they're a mediocre organization. They've been mediocre for the last couple of decades, and they show signs that are going to take it to the next level and then they let people down um last year offensively they were ranked 32nd overall passing they were 27th overall in which andy dalton played every single game and they were still fifth from being last rushing the ball they were ranked 31st so look at andy dalton's numbers okay he's a mediocre quarterback on a mediocre team in a mediocre organization he was 3320 yards passing for 25 touchdowns and 12 interceptions those numbers sound pretty good he allowed 39 sacks, had a quarterback rating of 86.6. Let's look at running the ball. Running the ball, Joe Mixon, 628 yards rushing, four touchdowns. But he also added 30 receptions for 287 yards and two touchdowns. Giovanni Bernard, 458 yards rushing for two touchdowns. And he added 43 receptions for 389 yards and two touchdowns. So that goes to show you that they are not going to try to run the ball at all. They're just going to be throwing like crazy. But even though they were pretty successful with the pass um, in a limited role, they got to be able to run the ball to mix things up and show some balance there to make your offense better. The offense ended up firing their offensive coordinator two games into the season, and they brought up Bill Lazor. Lazor was this is going to be Lazor's first full season as offensive coordinator, so that's got to be exciting. One thing I do like about Bill Lazor, though, is he knows how to use his best players and get them involved. I remember when he was coaching the Miami Dolphins, he took Lamar Miller and just gave him the ball in all sorts of ways. Maybe not just running the ball, but he'll split you out. He will run a lot of screens. So you can see these backs are getting a lot of work um, with Bill Lazor. And then they put this new system in and have a, one full season of it. You know, those running backs are going to have a field day. It doesn't mean much more for Andy Dalton, but at least the running backs could have some big years and end up being some valuable free agents for somebody. And we also have to look at A.J. Green as a key player on this offense. A.J. Green on 75 receptions brought it in for 1,078 receive, receiving yards and eight touchdowns. A.J. Green is probably Andy Dalton's only go-to guy other than Tyler Eifert, who was injured all last season, but now he gets Tyler Eifert back. So you could see Andy Dalton's numbers go up just because he has the players around him. Defensively, the Cincinnati Bengals last season, they went 18th overall. and pass yards, they were 8th. So that's pretty good, pretty good numbers there. But rushing, they were 30th. So um, I think I've said this before with another team, when another team is up on you and you 
can't stop the run, we're just going to run the ball. So it could just be one of those statistics that just makes it look like you're doing very well when you're really not. So it could kind of mislead you a little bit. If the other team is just running the ball like crazy on you, they don't have to throw it. So your, your pass numbers could just look pretty good. However, the DBs did lead a team in tackles last season, which is not good. You want your linebackers up there. And I think three, the, so three out of the top five players who led a team in tackles were defensive backs. So that doesn't say many good things about your defense and how they did last season. They did bring in Terrell Austin. Terrell Austin was a defensive coordinator for the Lions before head coach Jim Caldwell was fired. And he led that defense to ninth overall in the entire league with 32 takeaways. So they said that they don't want to make too many changes just with the personnel that they have and the terminology. They're hoping that Terrell Austin can motivate these guys and put in a plan with the players they already have in place to make them a little more aggressive and try to force some turnovers. That's their plan. So they're not making any major changes here. Let's look at some of their offseason moves. So they lost in free agency, lost center Russell Bodine. They just cut wide receiver Brandon LaFell in training camps. There's got to be more to the story there because they cut him during camp. He's one of their top receivers. Running back Jeremy Hill is now a free agent, and he went to the New England Patriots. Linebacker Kevin Minter, they lost him to the New York Jets in free agency, and defensive back Adam Pacman Jones, which was a big loss. But they added Cordy Glenn via trade from the Bills, so they're trying to shore up their offensive line with the pieces that they lost. Bobby Hart, the free agent there from the Giants, they lost him, or got him actually. Center Billy Price, they drafted him in the first round. A lot of people are saying a lot of good things about him. Chris Baker, the defensive tackle, they got him from the free agency in the Redskins. And linebacker Preston Brown, free agent from the Bills, they picked up as well. So they're definitely trying to shore up that offensive line and hoping that, okay, let's put these linemen up there and we can protect Dalton a little better and maybe some guys have more time to get open. So they think they have the answers already in place, but they just want to fix a couple of things and hopefully that will turn them from 7-9 and nine to 9-7 and seven and competing for the playoffs. That's their hope. But I don't have as much hope in them as they have in themselves. Again, they have not been to the playoffs in quite some time. They haven't won a playoff game, and I can't remember since I can't remember when. And it seems like year after year, you think that Marvin Lewis is going to get fired, and somehow he gets a contract extension for just going mediocre. And I believe sometimes you got to stick with things and wait until they work. But this guy has been around for a long time, and Andy Dalton's been around for a while, and they just have not gotten the job done. And I don't know how you can be excited as a Cincinnati Bengals fan. So let's talk about the fantasy football players to watch for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yay! Obviously, A.J. Green is my first choice from the Bengals. If I had to take any player off the Bengals, I would take him. He is the only threat they have at receiver other than Tyler Eifert, and Tyler Eifert would be the second choice. A.J. Green is just a phenomenal player. He will go up and get it. They love to throw it to him. They will force it to him, so he will get many opportunities. If you're going to take a player off the Bengals, you've got to take A.J. Green. He's in the upper echelon of wide receivers in the league. So make sure you get him early. Tyler Eifert is one of those tight ends you want to get pretty soon. Um, there's only like a handful of tight ends. That I say this a lot, but there's only a handful of tight ends that you want to pick up. Tyler Eifert may be somebody you could get if you know some of the other big-time guys are gone. Um, we'll see how he does coming back from injury, but they do like to throw it to him a lot in the red zone. Gio Bernard and Joe Mixon are guys I would draft in PPR only. That's points per reception because you know they throw the ball a lot to the, rece- to the running backs. Bill Lazor loves throwing it to the running backs, splitting them out, running screens, what have you. Um, and every once in a while, they will run the ball and do pretty well with it when they get the opportunity. However, you got two guys here sharing the load, so you don't know which one week you're going to have one guy who's ever hot is going to do well. The other guy might not do much at all. Um, and so you don't want to be stuck with having that other guy one week when you need 
that running back to win you a fantasy football game. So he may need a few points here and there, and the next thing you know, Geo gets hot, but you have Joe Mixon. And, or you may have Joe Mixon and Geo gets hot. Or you have Geo, but Joe gets hot. So you don't want to get it caught up in that. So make sure that you pay attention to what's going on in the preseason. Again, get these guys late in the draft. They could be somebody that could come off your bench. And that's where I would put them if I had the choice. Other than that, that's about all that I see from the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, pay attention to preseason. I mean, guys like John Ross may be getting an opportunity here soon because Brandon LaFell was just let go. So make sure you pay attention to those preseason games. And good luck to you guys this upcoming year in your fantasy football leagues. This is the Coach K Football Show. So, you want to play in college? It's not just about how good you are. College coaches are not reading your local newspaper or going to discover you on your local news. The college recruiting process is very time-consuming and stressful for both the parents and the student-athlete. Most people don't even know where to begin. That's where we come in. At Recruit University, we promote you directly to college coaches to make sure that you get noticed. We give you personal attention and mentor each student-athlete through our personal development program to ensure their success in college. We help student-athletes at all levels, Division I, Division II, Division III, NAIA, JUCO, postgraduate. If you wait until your senior year before you get started, you decrease your chances of making a roster, but we can still help. The recruiting process starts day one of your freshman year. It's never too early to start, but it's always too late to wait. Go to www.recruituniversity.org and send us your film for a free evaluation. And welcome back to the Coach K Football Show. Man, we are excited. Listen, football season is right around the corner. How can you not be excited? Everybody's got their hopes set high. Everybody's team, they're predicting to go to the playoffs, and everyone is saying this is their year. Listen, the Cincinnati Bengals schedule this year, by far one of the most difficult schedules out there. I mean, they have to play the likes of the AFC North twice. Okay, so that's the Steelers twice, the Ravens twice, the Browns twice. They also have to play the AFC West teams. So you got the Chiefs, who were a playoff team last year, the Raiders, now coached by John Gruden, and you have the LA Chargers. I keep wanting to say San Diego, but the LA Chargers are a tough team who were knocking on the door of the playoffs last season. They play, play the NFC South with teams like the New Orleans Saints, who are sitting right there. They have the Carolina Panthers in that division, the Atlanta Falcons. So they have to play some of the top teams in the league week in and week out. And, and they also get to play all the third place teams in the AFC as well because they were a third place team. All right, week number one, the Cincinnati Bengals get to go on the road against the Indianapolis Colts. Will they have Andrew Luck? Even if they don't. I still think the Colts will win that game. 
So the Bengals will start off 0-1. Week number two, Thursday night football. For whatever reason, A.J. Green and the Bengals are the Ravens killers. They, no matter what their records are, as long as A.J. Green's playing, he, he tends to make plays against the Ravens, no matter how good either team is. And we're going to think that's going to be the same early in the season. The Bengals are going to come away with a win in week number two. Week number three, on the road against the Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton and company. That's going to be a loss. Week four, against Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Devontae Freeman. That's going to be a loss. Week five, they get to come home against Ryan Tannehill and the Miami Dolphins. That's going to be a loss. Week number six, at home against the division rival Steelers. The Steelers are going to be going through growing pains as they don't have offensive coordinator Todd Haley. And who knows if they'll even have Le'Veon Bell. We're going to give the Steelers, the division rivals, a win there. Or the Bengals a win, actually. So that'll be the second win of the season for the Bengals. Week number seven on the road against the Chiefs, who are rebuilding as well, offensively and defensively. That's going to be a win for the Bengals. Week number eight at home against the Bucks. The Bucks have got to win, got to win some, right? We think the Bucks might be able to run the ball a little bit and spread out the pass. So we're going to pull, have the Bucks win that one in a squeaker over there. Week number nine, they're on the, they're on their bye week. They get to take some time off and reflect. But week ten, they get to play Drew Brees and company. At home, Alvin Kamara, not looking good for the Bengals. Week number 11, they go on the road to Baltimore Ravens. On the road, Crabtree. I mean, these guys are going to be throwing it around. This defense is going to be ready. So we're going to put a loss there for the Bengals. Week number 12, at home against the new-look Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland is going to be a very dynamic team this year. I think they will be good enough to beat the Bengals. So that will be a loss for the Bengals. Week 13, against the Broncos. Broncos, their defense is pretty good. Offensively, I don't expect much out of them. I think that the Bengals can pull this one off. That'll be a win there. Week 14 at Los Angeles Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers are a complete team, and they are going to beat the Bengals. Week number 15, home against the Oakland Raiders. John Gruden, this late in the season, is going to have his team playing at their highest potential, and that's going to be a loss for the Bengals there. Week number 16 at the Cleveland Browns this time. Again, Cleveland is too much. They got Josh Gordon out there. They got Jarvis Landry, Carlos Hyde. And they still have a pretty good defense as well. That's going to be a win for the Browns. Week 17 on the road against the Steelers. Steelers finally getting everything together. Le'Veon Bell may be back there, but even if he isn't, they have Antonio Brown and Big Ben, and that could be just enough for the Steelers to beat the Bengals. The Bengals 4-12. Marvin Lewis finally out as head coach of the Bengals. And the Bengals are starting to rebuild. Last in their division, 4-12. It's trivia time. Send your trivia answers to CoachKFootballShow at gmail.com. All right, this week's trivia question. In what year was the last time that the Cincinnati Bengals won a playoff game? Again, send your answer to CoachKFootballShow at gmail.com. Leave us a review. <laughs> 